Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Becky Nova. She's a real estate investor and founder of the one and only Lady Landlords. She owns and manages properties in New York City and the Dominican Republic. She helps women achieve financial independence through real estate investing with courses, coaching, and her free Facebook group with over 25,000 women. Invest with confidence and start building your portfolio the best way possible with Becky Nova. Becky, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. It is great to have you here. I know that you're somebody with a very sort of dual career because you're a cancer researcher by day, but a real estate investor by night. And there's a lot of people that listen that are multi-passionate. They you know, might have two or three different business ideas, or they have a day job they actually don't want to leave behind. They like their day job, but they want to add something as kind of a moonlight, something to hustle on the side. So tell us a little bit about that dynamic for you and how you got to where you are today. Sure. I It's taken me quite a bit of time. I am very fortunate that at this moment in time, I actually really enjoy what I do during my day job within cancer research. I can't always say that. I've had previous positions that led me down that track towards financial freedom and that concept of FIRE, right? Financial independence, retire early. But it was very interesting that I got when I got there, I realized that I didn't necessarily want to retire early because I actually enjoyed what my day-to-day work was. So I've continued to, to still do that. So that's why I can still balance my, my day job with what I do within real estate investing. So tell us your path in real estate. I know the sort of like summary, right? You were able to buy 12 doors. That means like 12 rental units in two years in very difficult markets because New York, Dominican Republic, you know, you could maybe tell us a little bit about those markets. They're very high cost of living. Real estate is tends to be pricey. So how were you able to break into real estate investing as sort of this new venture for you and be so successful so quickly? Sure. It honestly was a total accident to start with. <laughs> and I always tell people I hate telling this story because it always starts with me having to admit that my husband was right. So what ended up happening was my husband, who is from the Dominican Republic, he immigrated here about 10 years ago. He really came to the United States with that hope for the American dream, the white picket fence, all of those different types of things. I actually did not. I had left cancer research years before. I moved abroad. I lived in various countries for quite a bit of time. So when I moved back to the United States, my plan was really just to make some money and move move back abroad. But hearing his journey and what he had wanted and really realizing I had a compromise in a relationship, I said, okay, fine. If buying that house really is important to you, I can get on board with it. But I want to do it in a way where I'm actually going to be making some money and not just living mortgage payment to mortgage payment, which many people over here in New York are doing. Many people around the world are, but definitely in a situation where we have such a high cost of living. So I always tell people I came up with the best, most original idea ever, and that was to buy a multifamily property where we would be living in one side and renting out the other. 
That still was not a concept. It never even crossed my mind that we were real estate investors with that. But when we got that first check from our tenants, when we closed on that property, I knew that we had hit on something and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This can absolutely change our financial future. We have to do it again. That's inspiring and and kind of a fun story. I think a lot of people are familiar, not everybody though, with the term house hacking. And house hacking, you know, is a lot about that. It's about, hey, you're gonna live somewhere. Like you as a person, you're gonna live somewhere. And if there's a way to leverage where you live into a real estate investment or into a situation where maybe you have roommates or tenants in another part of your home. A lot of people now have these accessory dwelling units in their backyards that they can rent out is this little studio apartment. And yeah, you live where you live, but you can also use that same location to make some some income, which is great. And from there, how did you get going? So was that your very first real estate investment? You were living in a multi-unit where you lived in one unit, rented out the rest of the property. And um, how, how did it go from there? Right. That was exactly it. The first property was a duplex. We lived in one floor and our tenants lived in the other. And it was a great introduction because it was only then managing one unit. So it really gave us time to kind of get used to being landlords, used to dealing with some of the situations that would be new. So it was a great introduction rather than just jumping in and buying a property that was much larger than that. I'm happy we started with that duplex. Then from there, after that first one, you're right. House hacking was a term I had never heard. That was when I started diving into this world of real estate investing and starting to learn all these terms and learn all these concepts. And what I thought was interesting is you can completely go down a rabbit hole. I hear all the time that new investors say that they get stuck in this analysis paralysis situation. And I can totally relate because there are so many different concepts out there and so much different information. It can be really confusing on what somebody should be doing next. So it took me a couple of months to start to educate myself and start to kind of figure my way out of that rabbit hole. And then I had to sort out what we were actually going to do next. And I live very much, once again, in this research world that I work in, I live in a very much an analytical world. And I live in very much a what is the most efficient way to get something done. So what ended up being the most efficient way to get something done ended up being able to buy one of our neighbor's properties that had actually come on the market. And that was just the absolute path of least resistance. And then that ended up adding another four doors along with a parking lot, which might not sound like a big deal, but over here in New York, a parking lot is a huge advantage to a property. What an amazing trajectory, truly. And you've now done this and become very experienced in real estate to the point where you mentor thousands and thousands and thousands of women which is fantastic. But you've also done these amazing other jobs and entrepreneurial activities. Like for example, you owned a tour company in Spain and a bar in Portugal, abroad, you know, overseas, living kind of these dream, um, a lot of people, that's their life goals, right? Hashtag life goals. Mm-hmm. Own a bar in this like exotic place somewhere far away. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how those endeavors compare to something like real estate. So when I moved to Spain, I one, I realized that I did not speak Spanish and that made things a little bit more difficult. And two, you're right. It became this idea of if I'm going to live abroad, I really wanted something that was very different than my cancer research analytical background. So becoming starting a tour company just was a natural progression because it was something I was able to do in English. And it was a great way to be able to meet people there. My One of my passions in life is actually history, but I just never really found a way to make money in it before. 
So it worked out really well to be able to start a tour company to be able to really share Spain's history with so many different tours that were coming through. So I started the tour company in Spain. I expanded into some other cities and then I'd expanded my tour company into Portugal. And that's actually when I had the opportunity to purchase a bar. And then I had a bus that was able to take people from Spain over to Portugal and then Portugal back to Spain. Unfortunately, as we sometimes do, I made a really bad business decision. Buying the bar in Portugal was not a good idea. Person I bought it from, unfortunately, absolutely screwed me over. And I would probably still be fighting him in court a decade later now for the money that I'd ended up losing there. So when I came back to the United States, I really came back pretty much penniless. Oddly enough, I ended up living back at my parents' house, which most 30-year-olds do not aspire to do. And many people kind of said, oh my God, that's horrible. You lost so much money. You lost everything. You had to come home. But you're right. There are a ton of lessons that I learned that I was actually able to apply now to real estate investing. One of those things is absolutely problem solving. I think as real estate investors, we really are people that need to come up with solutions for every type of problem. And I think there's so many different ways to do that successfully within real estate investing. One thing that I love about real estate investing is it's not just buy property, rent it, bring in cash flow. You can also flip houses. You can buy notes. You can wholesale properties. There's so many different things that you could do there. And really, it's just figuring out what somebody else's problem is and coming up with a solution on how you can fix it. And I think owning my own business for so many years really taught me how to do that well. Amazing. And as someone who owned a bar, I have to ask you, what is your favorite cocktail? Like, what is your favorite fun drink to order at a bar? Oh, margaritas. Hands down, frozen strawberry margaritas with salt. That's all I need. Nice. Blended, right? Not on the rocks. Oh, blended. Nope. It's got to be blended. Nice. Well, um, I'm here in Southern California. You can get margaritas pretty much every couple blocks. They're about as ubiquitous as Starbucks for us. (laughs) We have a lot of Latin food and, you know, uh, Mexican food restaurants. And so next time you're down here in Southern California, we'll meet up and have some margaritas. I prefer the mango margaritas, I got to say, but strawberry is pretty darn good too. I love mango, but I'm allergic. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> as much as I love it, it's usually not worth the uh, the side effects. <laughs> so. Not worth it when there's something else equally good, like strawberry or even just classic. So quick question for you. Where are you going next? You have this amazing network and mentorship program for Lady Landlords. Tell us a little bit about that and where you're taking that business. Sure. So Lady Landlords started really out of me needing other people to connect with myself. By that point in time, when I started Lady Landlords in 2020, we had more properties and I was we self-manage all of our properties in New York and in the Dominican Republic. And I just needed my own peop- my own sounding board. And I couldn't really find anybody to kind of do that with. So I was already kind of feeling lonely. And then all of a sudden, March 2020 comes around. So if there was ever a time to kind of feel lonely, March 2020 was definitely the time to do it. When over here in New York, we were all sent home. And many businesses were starting to shut down. One of the businesses that actually shut down was my husband's employer. He comes home, basically says, babe, lost my job. We don't have that income stream coming in. Kind of what are we going to do? And I said, well, we should, we need to buy another house. And he said, no, no, no. Like I lost my job. Like, what do you mean you want to buy another house? And I said, we need another income stream. We clearly cannot count on just having that nine to five job and hoping that somebody else is going to take care of us. We need to get out there and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first. So he thought I was crazy 
and was like, that makes no sense. And I was like, no, I know I'm right. And I know that there's other women out there that are thinking like me, that we have to come up with our own income streams to take care of ourselves and our families first. So that was when I said, you know what, let's just see if I can make some friends with some strangers on the internet. And I started the Facebook group, Lady Landlords. And still, I thought when I started it, I thought it'd be me, my mommy in there, who I was going to force to join. And I was absolutely surprised that I just got member request by member request by member request as we continued to grow. And it just so reminds me that I am not alone and that there are so many other people out there doing this. So really my goal with Lady Landlords is just to make sure that one other woman has an easier journey building their real estate portfolio than I necessarily did. I want to help them cut through the fat. I want to make sure that they can get clear answers on what path they can go. And I want to make sure that they have the confidence to be able to make these decisions so that way they can impact and change their life as well. I love that Facebook group. I am a member. I contribute as often as I can. It's a great group of lady landlords, I have to say. You also have a great podcast that I had the honor of being a guest on. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure. Podcast really kind of came out of the group. I started to notice trends of certain topics that there were often questions on. And also there were women like yourself that are just doing amazing things in this industry that I really wanted to be able to highlight their stories because I think it's so inspirational to hear somebody else out there doing something to realize that you can go and do those things too. So our podcast is a little blend of how to be a real estate investor, how to be a lady landlord, but also to learn and hear some inspiring stories of things that other women have done that you can do yourself. And you're now a do-it-yourself landlord. You have this podcast, you have the mentorship group, you've got, you know, you have to moderate the Facebook group, Mm -hmm. also have the actual programs that you teach and invite your students into. And I mean, there's just, the list could go on and on. How do you not, I mean, cancer research, let's put that way up at the top of the list, right? (laughs) That's pretty important. How do you keep yourself from going crazy and being spread too thin and uh, losing that work-life balance? That's so important. I always explain to my husband that I can be the absolute most spontaneous person ever, as long as it's on my calendar. (laughs) So as long as there's that organization and it's on, it's something that's really structured. I really do kind of live and die by my calendar. There are absolutely times that I have on there that are sometimes just marked fun or do nothing. So that way it's a self-care kind of like time block for that. But for me, it's really about staying staying very organized. So that way I can make sure to give my husband the attention he needs, give my tenants the attention they need, And then most importantly, also give myself the attention and self-care that I need as well. Amazing. And any software or uh, techniques or things that you find help you with your special sauce on how to live your life and be successful in business? To me, the most important tool that I use is actually my cell phone. I mean, maybe it's kind of a New York thing, but I'm very much one of those people that I know a guy, right? So most of my problems, I feel like I can solve very easily because it's either I know the guy that can solve my problem, or I know the guy that knows the guy that can solve my problem. So it makes it very easy that I have all of my service technicians on call. I have all of my handyman on call. I have my attorney, my realtor, all of my team are people that I can reach out to. And I also have boots on the ground for certain situations that I will also need them for. So to me, just having that phone, that ability to be able to pick it up and have that loyalty And to be able to continuously be networking and working with the people that are really treating you right in business, make sure that my my calls get answered and my situations get handled faster. 
great advice. If people want to follow you or join your Facebook group, learn more about you, listen to the podcast, where do they go to connect with you, Becky? Sure. You can go to lady-landlords.com. You can get the podcast and the events that we host on that site. Also, for those that identify as female, feel free to join our Facebook group. You can simply find us by searching Lady Landlords. And for anybody else, you can also find me on Instagram at BeckyNova24. Amazing. Becky, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I always get so inspired when I hear your story and really the stories of all the people that you have helped. If you think about it, you are sort of that that hub that has spread this idea of real estate investing to so many people that may have not considered it for themselves and their families before. So you have truly changed lives and uh, helped people create legacies. And for that, I thank you. Uh, The universe thanks you. I know all of your students thank you. And again, I thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom today. Thank you. Thank you for being a valued member of our community. And thank you for inviting me here today. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.